Welcome to episode 5. Today we are talking about unleashing inner strengths, transformation through trauma. Today's special guest is Katana Malinowski. I met Katana in Serving Circle and we have also contributed in Sacred Surrender book. You can find it linked down in episode notes. Katana helps women who have experienced domestic violence to have more joy and peace in their lives through transformational art and wellness strategies. Katana's mission is to reduce violence against women in the United States by 1% over the next 10 years. Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe and follow. It really greatly helps when you download the episode. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. It really does help. And enjoy this conversation with Katana. Get ready to reclaim your life, discover inspiring stories, practical tools, and the path to true happiness. This is Reclaim Your Life with Irina. Let's begin the journey. Hello and welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Irina. Today's guest is Katana Malinowski. I met Katana in a beautiful serving circle. And then we actually did a book together, The Sacred Surrender. But Katana is a transformational art and wellness strategist who helps professionals over 40 find relief from negative triggers and traumas through transformational art and life coaching. She recently launched her podcast, Transformational Art with Katana, making the unmanageable manageable. And she is the number one international best-selling author. Welcome, Katana. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Irina. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you. So tell us, how are you doing? How is it going? How's your Friday going? Oh, things are going amazing. Lots of progress and forward movement and just incredible things unfolding. Awesome. So please share with us your story. Who is Katana? Who is Katana? Katana is a mom, a wife, an author, an artist, a nature lover, someone who loves to help people, um, bigger picture. I want to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I just, I really love to make people happy and to see people shine, especially since that was something that took me a long time to get. I love that. I, I, that's one of, I, I love also making people happy. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Who is your hero? Oh my gosh. Who's my hero? You know, it, it's funny that you asked that question. I have a lot of mentors now, mm-hmm. whereas I, I, I stepped away from heroes when two of my heroes that I had when I was younger died. And I took a step back and that was Dale Earnhardt Sr. Well, Dale Earnhardt and number three (laughs) and Princess Diana. Mm. And one was a self-made person. The other one was a humanitarian that I like to fashion myself after, you know, just 
being in that space of, of, of unconditional love for people. And when they passed, there was a lot of introspect on that and just kind of looking at the hero and placing people on a pedestal thing. So I've moved into the place of mentors, people that I would like to empower myself to shine that brightly, you know, in that way and bring myself to, and I, I have quite a few of them, but the three top ones are Rhonda Britton, Tony Robbins, and um, Dan McPherson, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. What is one quality you admire in them? If you had to pick one. The fact that these are people that overcame adversity as well. They came from pretty much the same background I did. And I see where they're at now. And that has led me to step into that space of going, you know, we, we all have dark days and they all look a little different to each one of us. And that doesn't have to define who we are. We get to create our lives and they are where I'm working to be. And I know I'm, I'm going to be there because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And um, just their resilience and, and their kindness, the heart centeredness at the same time, they're, they're helping people find that for themselves. I love it. Yes. The fact that, you know, that you want to do something like they do and you see them uh, puts you even closer in that direction. So yes. Yes. Awesome. What makes you laugh? <laughs> First and foremost, babies that laugh. I love baby laughs. You know, it's contagious. If we could can it and give it to everybody in the world, we'd have a happier planet overall. Because I, you just can't ignore a baby laugh. Baby laughs are just amazing. Um, animals, mm -hmm. animals make me laugh because if you watch them, the things that they do, especially trying to occupy the same space with humans, mm -hmm. you know, they're very cautious about it until they're not <laughs> i've been hunted down by squirrels and hummingbirds and i have so many animal stories so it's funny you bring this up because that's one of the books i'm writing is about all of my animal stories and i share them with people and those make them laugh and so you know it gets back to that making people smile and telling corny puns <laughs> I love puns. I, you know, I just can't help myself. If the door opens, I take it. Okay, share one. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> it kind of has to unfold more naturally, but okay. um, when it when it arises, I'll be sure to step into it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> what is your uh, when you were little? What was uh, your dream growing up? Who did you want to be, become? So it, I love this because this is a question that I ask my guests as well. <laughs> and the, I had a few different things that came up mm -hmm. and I wanted to be a welder. I wanted to be a jet pilot 
in the military. I wanted to be a fighter jet pilot. And my health and my vision, of course, sidelined that thought. And I wanted to be a professional artist, which I can now say that I've done that. And I'm not as far into that notoriety as I want to be or wanted to be. I think I see it a little differently now. And when I was four, I wanted to save the world. Being on that mission, because my mission, of course, is to empower 10,000 people over 10 years to reclaim their inner strength to live with more joy and peace in their lives. I love it. And this is why you are here on this podcast specifically, because it's all about reclaiming one's life. Mm-hmm. What was the point in your life that you had that wake up call where you decided to reclaim your life? I had more than one moment. And so it, it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly one. Okay. But there was a short period there that kind of unfolded over the last, I'd say six years. Yeah, I believe it's six years. <laughs> I got to, I chose to get a divorce. And then I, of course, experienced many things in that space, you know, just really having to step into taking care of myself, experiencing life on my own. My children were grown, have grandchildren. So it was empty nest and a divorce all at the same time. So that was a scary space Mm -hmm. and not having a work history. I didn't work during that period of time. So it was an extra difficult space to navigate, to get through. And a longer story short is that it, when COVID hit, I was doing Lyft, Uber, Uber Eats. So I was a, what they call a three time sole proprietorship there, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was building a nonprofit organization to help newly divorced people land on their feet. Since my experience had been, this is a difficult thing to do. Mm -hmm. And there weren't any resources for me to find to get help. And I was struggling. So that was something that I wanted to build that would help newly divorced people land on their feet. Sometimes it's just little things that can actually change a person's life forever in in positive ways then COVID hit and I would say that was the ultimate moment and pivotal moment of reclaiming my life I lost everything I lost the sole proprietorships I ended up losing the um, nonprofit. I had to close it down because I was run. I couldn't run it from another state. I was in Nevada at the time. I was running for state senator. That came to an end because of COVID. I lost my house, lost my car, lost a lot of things, but I did get remarried. And I moved to a new place with a new name, completely walked away from everybody and everything I did lose some people along the way, not to death, but to the fact that I chose myself Mm -hmm. and they didn't, they weren't comfortable with that. I was really surprised by the responses and these people stepped away from me and said, we don't want to talk to you ever again. 
and that's that. So I found myself in a new place around new people, people I don't know, new name, new everything. And you couldn't get into a more, um, as an artist, the best way to describe that is somebody just handed me a blank canvas. Okay. And I struggled to get the pandemic unemployment assistance because I didn't qualify for traditional unemployment during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I knew that had a timeline. I happened to get an email from Rhonda Britton, my mentor, and she invited me into a space for one of her free classes called Confidence Week. And that changed my life. That put me in the trajectory that I'm on today. It started there. As soon as I was done with that confidence week, I was, first of all, she was somebody that I wanted to work with for decades since I saw her in the starting over program on TV. I was like, oh, I would love to do that. But at the time I, I had a family and I was in college and, you know, it just wasn't to be at that time. And it was interesting how the universe brings people back into your life that you know you're supposed to meet with and work with or whatever their gift is to you. Well, her gift to me was the day that we had a one-on-one -on -one session and she asked me about my photography project, which is online at story with two S's.com. And that is the work that is the foundation of what I do as a transformational art and wellness strategist. It's something I discovered and developed in my senior year in college. And it was my cathartic and therapeutic process that I then shared with the world. In a, and it was very scary because you know, you're stepping out and you're saying, okay, look world, I went through you know, mental, physical and sexual abuse. I've been raped three times. I experienced, um, I, I attempted suicide nine times before the age of 18, rape, systemic abuse, all of these things. And it's now out for the world to see because I believe in sharing our story. I happen to combine uh, the visual and the language together. So the written, the verbal and the visual together and put that out there and it continued and I built, and then that was when I started joining the serving circle. I got into a business coach through her actually. Mm -hmm. And it just continued to unfold more and more people into my life in my space. I came upon Payman Lorenzo and his podcasting program, which gave me a new venue for telling my story and amplifying my voice. And then I joined the book that I co-authored with you and, and 16 other amazing authors. And I realized that was a tell-all chapter. I included my website in there. And so all these years of fear that held me back from putting that out there, there it was now. And I had just put it in the hands of my family at one point, at one moment, I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with that now because it's all about healing. It, there's no shame, no blame. 
I see people through the lens of the innocence and, and using the tools that they had at the time. And it's about forgiveness in that regard. Yeah. Yes, I love, I love your story. And wow, from where you've been to where you are now and, uh, you know, following your mentor and answering that call and going for that confidence week, uh, open so many doors and ch change your life for the better. What, what, um, what kind of advice can you share with people who are standing on that brink when stuff is no longer working? What is it that uh, make, made you take that leap of faith and follow that calling and go for that confidence week? For me, the, the simple answer is go with your intuition, your gut instinct. It's something that took me a long time to understand. I have um, nudges, downloads. These are words that I've just learned over the last year and a half. And I didn't know what those were, but they were showing up, in, you know, like premonitions and dreams and primarily in my dreams. That's where, you know, these things show up and you, you get downloaded information and stuff. Sometimes I have them while I'm, interacting with people and I'll go, oh, and it'll come in and, and, and feed in. So trust your gut instinct that if you know intuitively that something isn't feeling right, step into what will make it feel good and, and bring you back to you. And sometimes that's hard to, to know. I, it took me a long time to identify who I was because of all my past experiences, I wasn't sure who that was. So that was a question that I grappled with from many people, including my therapist. I went through 22 years of traditional therapy and I was like, well, I don't really know who I am, you know, it, outside of the, the narrative of the abuse, right. who am I? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Okay. I'm an artist. You know, I, I'm a musician, I'm a mom, I love nature. And I started to break these things down. You know, I love to go camping. I love, <laughs> I love to go fast. I love roller coasters. I would love to travel the world and do roller coasters. Oh my gosh. You know, and I know my cardiologist is, you know, his ears are burning right now going, no, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> And it's, it's just really important to recognize, to love yourself first and that happiness comes from within and do whatever that is, that's going to bring that light out to shine and share your story because there may be one person in your life that has heard you and you don't even know it, it might've been a conversation at the grocery store. And they went, wow. And it changed their life, saved their life. It's all worth it. Yes. Yeah. I, I was recently reading a review of our book. And it was inspiring to see, yeah, that, uh, you know, sharing your story is so important. And you might think nothing of it because you live through it. But for somebody else, it could be something that could save their life. 
and that makes it all worth it. It, you know, because the ripple effect is huge. One person, you know, they say can affect 1000 and 1000 goes to 10 and that ripple effect just continues. Yeah. And uh, I called, I can relate to your question about who you are, the identity question. Of course, my background is different, but I also came to that realization that I didn't know who I was outside of a label of I'm someone else's mom and I'm someone else's wife. But who am I? I had the same question and that I it was rediscovering through uh, pursuing hobbies, through uh, doing the personal development work and, you know, getting back to the, it's important to love yourself. And yes, you, you know, generate happiness from within. We don't need to assign somebody else. Okay, you're going to make me happy or I'm going to get this job or I'm going to get this deal and then I'm going to be happy. <laughs> so it becomes this pursue pursue that you're always in a uh, running after it <laughs> instead it was always right inside of me. and yes. anything that comes from outside is like cherry on the top because you're already amazing and then you have something extra <laughs> to be grateful for <laughs> absolutely you know and i'd just like to add to that that when we love ourselves first and we we create our happiness we attract that to ourselves so all that struggle of, of seeking it goes away. It just comes in naturally. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you for bringing that in. Yeah. What uh, motivates you? I'm sorry, say that again. What motivates you to work hard? Hmm. It's a combination of the fact that I, I made the choice to live. So it took me a long time to get there with the history and the things that were going on in my life for up to until my late forties, I realized, you know, I really didn't care to live because I didn't think it was possible. I figured life was nothing but, you know, pain and misery and garbage and, I had, you know, with my medical problems and all of the other things. And then that moment that I chose to live, that was when I stepped into getting a divorce. That's when I stepped into finding out, you know, living into my space. And so wanting to live and wanting to help people in that same space. So not only wanting to help myself, but help others at the same time really lit me up, which is why I was running for state senator in Nevada, was because it gave me a greater opportunity to help people like myself. You know, I was, I was at politically active. I, I have an anti-corruption award from the New York City Independence. And I really, really worked to go to the legislature and I helped get affordable housing bill passed, an increase in minimum wage. So these are things that were very passionate for me. So it, it really was about empowering myself and empowering people, you know, so, so that's really what motivates me. And I have two granddaughters awesome. that I would like to see 
thrive and excel in their lives. I love it. What is your proudest accomplishment? Oh my goodness. <laughs> There's actually quite a few that I can, I can think of choosing one. That is the hardest thing for me. That's like saying, choose your favorite movie. Although I came up with one yesterday. <laughs> it's Star Wars. I'm a, I'm a Star Wars person. And I mean, I have some pretty fantastic achievements. One, becoming a mom of three amazing people. The second one would be when I got my master's degree in legal studies with an emphasis in constitutional law. That was after an AA degree in art, a bachelor's degree in art with a, with a minor in journalism, advertising sequence. I'm kind of all over the place here. <laughs> and meeting President Obama in person and having him grab me and give me a big hug yeah that that's you know and I I told myself you know that that only happens to a few rare people and I became one of those few rare people so you never know when those beautiful moments will show up and to me and and then of course stepping into the last year and a half being able to work with my mentors and becoming who I am today where I get to help people and I just recently completed my, my first 90 day program with a client, my new program and they are thriving and skyrocketing and just so happy. And it, it, yeah, there's some pretty amazing achievements to, to celebrate, including the book, of course, becoming an author, which I always wanted to be. <laughs> I think it's incredible. You're amazing. I'm, I'm grateful to know you <laughs> because of so oh, how many amazing things you already have done and you have a whole life in front of you. You look so young to be a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, and I think it's a good reminder for us because when we look back, we actually do have quite a few, even where the bad things are. There are still some pretty amazing things that happen in our lives if we choose to see them. Sometimes we are in a rush to get that next great thing and we forget to acknowledge how much we have already done. Yes. Sometimes it's people outside of us can point you, oh, you did this and this, and you're like, oh, I don't remember. Or... <laughs> <laughs> because we don't spend the time, you know, to celebrate those wins as we as we get them along the way. We're always in pursuit of the new goal. Not only do we forget to recognize it for ourselves, but sometimes it's it's difficult because society often looks at self-celebration as being selfish or conceited or, you know, somehow a bad thing to do. Yet when we get back to that concept of happiness comes from within yeah. then our self-celebrations are our way of rewarding ourselves to be motivated to achieve those next things yeah totally totally i love that is there anything that i haven't asked you that you want to share 
guess what my favorite movie was <laughs> but i shared it it's star wars yes I, I i i love science and i i guess i i left that out earlier i i am very much a left brain right brain person i love analytics i started college going into uh become a cpa you know because it was safe it's a career it's common you know it, it'll pay off any student loans that i had taken and of course life has a way of unraveling things in a different way and that was when i got directed to by outside people actually saying you're an artist pursue your art okay you know <laughs> i'll step into that and i have no regrets at all about all of the different things that i've stepped into trying to learning i've done medical transcription i've Oh my gosh, what do I have so many different aspects, you know, in the, in the political life and I just, I love it all. And, and the science I have inventions that I'm working on Wow! and I'm waiting for those to come to fruition as, as time progresses here. And, you know, one of them is capturing moisture in arid climates with found objects. Ooh. wow yes <laughs> so yes i have i have all kinds of fun things that i i just like to do i it's very satisfying awesome what is going on in your life right now what are you excited about are you working on something amazing yes i just said yes to my second book revolutionary leaders and i'm doing workshops now collaboratively with people mm -hmm. which is another way of getting your story out in in another way we're doing workshops that are uh it's three workshops and the series is the art of communication transforming lives to be seen heard and understood and it's to help parents grandparents educators and mentors build better communication with their tweens and teens. So it's it's bringing those people together for a series of three workshops because I was a difficult teen. I, you know, I was a throwaway child. So I had a lot of difficulties and the mentors that stepped up into my life once as a fifth grade teacher and then one who was a police officer. And I believe that if we can build the communication with you know at-risk youth between back to the parents and back to the mentors and back to the educators so that they understand what to look for and then how to communicate in a way that keeps both parties safe sacred heard seen and understood i feel like we can reduce the number of teens and tweens that are feel isolated and and seek out different ways of dealing with that with their difficulties mm -hmm. oh, wow congratulations on your second book and Thank the, you. the workshops i think are incredible and they're so so needed and it is true that you know 
not just kids, but everybody wants to be seen, heard, and understood. And I think that's what's missing. And you provide that key ingredient, especially at uh, this awesome age of when just they're forming to be adults, the teenage years. So congratulations. I'm excited for you. Thank you. If people would like to find you or work directly with you, where would they go? The best place to find me is on Facebook and LinkedIn. They can follow me on Instagram. I'm not as active there as I have been in the past. I will start being a little more active there. But face right now, Facebook and LinkedIn are the two best places because I'm updating my information. And they can always email me at katana.anewperspective at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And I would love to have a conversation with folks and anybody who's interested in being on my podcast as well. If they'd like to be a guest, I'm all open for that. By all means, reach out. I'd love that. Sure. What kind of guests are you looking for for your podcast? I am looking for people who have transformed, who help people transform, and who have and or who have uh, alternative modalities to transformation. Mm -hmm. It's all things transformational. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, your wake up moment. It's all about reclaiming one's life, finding one's identity. And I think you are a champion in that. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Reclaim Your Life with Irina. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and also greatly help when you download the episode. Share this episode with a friend and remember you're only one decision away from reclaiming your life.